Joe, Matthew 26. It's going to be verse 26 to 30, I think. I was so excited to come today, even though I feel sick. (laughs) Everybody's sick today. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. We come against sickness in the name of Jesus. We come against it by the blood that he shed on the cross. And everyone who has sick symptoms this morning, I want us to live that to God and say, Father, in Jesus' name, heal us by your blood. Heal us, Lord, in Jesus' name. We bind up every spirit, every evil spirit that would come against our bodies, that would come against this church. We bind up every demonic evil spirit that comes against the church of Jesus Christ. Do you know why we can do that? Boys in the back, can you come up for communion? Can you come up for communion? Come sit up by grandpa, and maybe you can help pass out communion when we're ready. Would you do that? Could you help grandpa with that? When we're ready, sit down by gramps, okay? Now listen, I was so excited to come today because we are going to have communion. (laughs) Koinonia. Everybody say koinonia. It's a Hebrew word. And you know what it means? It means communion. And you know what that means? Connection. Right? All right. So if you have a computer and it's not, connect, it, it's not connected to the battery, does it work? <laughs> if it's... If its battery is out and there's no connection, (laughs) no power, right? It dies. It's no good. Throw Google in the garbage because Google's not going to talk to you because the battery's dead. We come together to this church today for our connection with Jesus. That's why we come, because we want the connection of Jesus in our life. And one of the things that he gave to us, this is the word (coughs) that the Lord spoke to me to speak to you. He said two words twice that he wants you to hear this morning. These are the two words that Jesus said. And I want you to ask yourself these questions. His first two words were, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. When you follow the leader, do you... When the leader runs around and you're supposed to follow the leader, do you go in a different direction? Do you go in your own direction? Do you do, you, do you do your own thing? No, you follow. Jesus said, follow me, follow me. 
And this morning for 2023, the year, the new year, a new season, we have to follow him, follow Jesus, follow him, follow him. What does that mean? We follow him, we look for him, we go with him, we do his will, we, we walk like him, we talk like him, we learn about him, we know him, right? That's secret number one, and it's not even a secret because he made it 100% clear, follow me. That's what he said every time he met the disciples, come and follow me, come follow me. Are we following Jesus? Are we following Jesus every day? Are we following him? Or are we waking up every day and going on our merry way? Are we following the world? Are we following ourselves? Or are we even following the devil and his ways? Jesus said, follow me. Why? Because that's the safe place. That's the place of blessing. The next two words he said were, remember me. Remember me. Okay? And that's what he told us at the Last Supper. Remember? When the disciples were gathered together, before Jesus was crucified at the Last Supper. And they were gathered together. And he said, do this to remember me. There's power in those words. Because how often do we forget him? If we remember him, if we remember him, we train our minds, remember Jesus, remember him, follow him, remember him, follow him. Those four words in 2023 will save your life, will save your family's life, will save your friends. Follow me, remember me. And then the Lord gave us a special blessing of connection, koinonia, communion. And he did it right before he left, right before he was leaving this world. It was his last supper, his last farewell. Can you imagine if you knew that you were going to have supper with someone you loved and it was going to be the last time? The last time that they could give you something of themselves. If you knew, what if you were the person who was leaving and, and you wanted to give something of yourself to the people you loved that would protect them, that would save them, that would keep them close? And that's what Jesus did when he said, remember me. And how you're going to remember me is through these things, these simple things. Jesus is the bread of life. Can you say that? The bread of life. Okay? Think about that. Think about that. Jesus is the bread of life. And let's read this verse together. 
you want to stand up while we read it so we can honor God while we read his words? Go ahead and stand up if you can. Ready? One, two, three. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Next verse. Then he took the cup. He gave thanks and he offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. Next verse. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Next verse. Must be he wants us to ponder this one. (laughs) The blood of the covenant. This is my blood of the covenant. And that is what they would say at marriage celebrations. The, The groom would say that to the bride as he gave a cup of wine to consecrate their marriage. And that's what Jesus was saying to the disciples. This is our marriage covenant. We will be one. We will be one. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. One more verse. When they had sung a hymn, They went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, just like when we, you can be seated. When we read that scripture together, right, in church, we get into the habit of it and we say it and we say it. And it becomes religious to us. It becomes uh, something that we hear over and over. So we just, it's like a poem, It's like a poem that we say. But I want you to think about it this morning, and I want you to think about those words. Follow me and remember me. And when he gave us the bread, when he took the bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my what? Body. Body. This is my body. That's what he said because he knew he was going to the cross and he was going to give his body for us. He did. Broken, beat up, torn apart, bleeding for us so that we could be healed by his brokenness. He became broken so we could be healed. He became broken so that we did not have to endure that. He became the final lamb, the final sacrifice. And then he shed his blood and he said, he said to them, he gave them all the cup of wine. He said, here, everybody, drink, everyone, drink this, drink this. He knew he was imparting supernatural. Who knows what supernatural means? Right? It's not natural. It's supernatural. It's God 
natural. And he imparted his self to us through the body, the bread, and the wine, and the cup. And as we eat and drink this morning communion together, through the power of coming together, the power of unity through Christ, his church, the marriage supper right now this morning, as we partake of that bread and that blood, it becomes his DNA in us. If we believe by faith, if we believe by faith in his word and then where he says, remember me when you do this, and he, we partake, his DNA comes into us. We become one with Jesus. We become one. He has saved us. He will heal us. He will save us. He'll save us from what's coming. And I think that's what he's saying this morning is follow him. Remember him. So let, if you can pass out the elements. Let's just pray as they pass out the elements. The bread, the body, the blood, wine Thank you, buddy. hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah Jesus thank you thank you Lord thank you Jesus Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Joe, can you play that song, that part, the amen part? Thank you, Jesus. Just play it softly in the background as we are going to partake together. And Lord, we just pray over this communion this morning. Your body broken for us. Your blood shed for us, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Honey, help Ali. Ali, do you have the cup, honey? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, we just come before you this morning. Let's hold up the bread. Come before you humbly this morning. We ask, Lord, that you would give us the revelation of communion, of what we do, Lord, as we partake together. In the name of Jesus, and by your words, you said, take and eat it. This is my body. Let's eat together. Thank you, Jesus, for your body. Thank you, Lord, for your healing as we partake together, the healing of Jesus over our brokenness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And now let's hold up the cup. And he took the cup, and after he gave thanks, so let's say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. After he said thanks, he gave it to them, and he said, Drink it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of all your sins. You are forgiven. Let's partake together. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just lift up a hand this morning, if you would. Just one hand, lift it up. Let's say together, Jesus, thank you for your body, for your blood. We love you, Jesus. Help us. to follow you, and to remember you. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. thing, isn't it? To be here in the presence of God on the first day of the year of 2023. Amen. Amen. And receive that blessing for this year. That's how you start the year out right, right? Putting God first on the first day of the year. Amen. Amen. And now we're going to put him first in our tithes and offerings. Amen. In our giving. Amen. Oh, it got quiet now. <laughs> Got awfully quiet, but yeah, this is your tithes and offering. This is your giving to God. We can never outgive God. Amen? Never. Ever. So, Grace, you want to come on down? I like your sweatshirt, Grace. <clears throat> this was the year at Christmas time of sweatshirts. So, this was the year of sweatshirts, of uh, hoodies. Last year it was of slippers, but this year it was hoodies. 
So, Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for this day that you've made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Let us receive that blessing that you've given to us, Lord God, and to this church already this morning, Lord God. Let us receive that in our hearts, and let us remember that you are always for us, that you will never fail us or forsake us, that you are for us, that you are for us, Lord. You are for us, you are with us, you are within us, and we receive that in Jesus' name. And we receive that blessing over our families and over our children and their children and their children's children in Jesus' name. For many generations to come, may we be blessed. And Lord, I thank you and I praise you for today. I thank you for the first day of the year that we're in your house, worshiping you and honoring you and praising you, Lord God. Lord, and that we can come to you and give to you, Lord God. The first day of the year that we can give an offering to you, Lord God. I pray that, Lord, that you would bless it, that you would bless your people Lord, as we gather faithfully every Sunday, even this small little group faithfully every Sunday, I pray that you would pour out your blessing upon us that we cannot, Lord God, contain, that it would overflow, Lord Jesus, that you would prosper the work of our hands, that you would be within our minds, that our mind that's in me be in Christ Jesus. Let that be upon your people today, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, the title of my sermon is Prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. It's a new year. And last night, my wife and I went to celebrate New Year's up at Joe and Lizzie's. Lord, and she had all the kids. We got a new name for Lizzie called Aunt Deakey. <laughs> that was uh, Julie's Aunt Barb's name. And, uh, and it's because, just to give you a little story about it, Julie's Aunt Barb would have them over all the time. And she loved going there. And last night when we were up at Joe and Lizzie's house, she had all the kids over. And they all loved going to their Aunt Lizzie's and Uncle Joe's house. All of them. They love it. They love going there. And that is just a testimony of their spirit that they have. And it's just, I can remember wanting to go to, I had a favorite uncle. I always wanted to go to his house, or my Uncle Les's house, and Aunt Mary Ann's. Because they just loved me. And these, and these two, Joe and Lizzie, are blessed. God's poured out love in their hearts. Like, and it just overflows. It, over, it shows upon all the kids. And they love going there. And not only do they love going there, but Julie and I love going there too. So we really enjoy their company. And we're so blessed by them. And, and Lord, I pray a special blessing right now over Joe and Lizzie. That you would bless their house, Lord God. That you would bless them abundantly, Lord God. For the, for the love and the care that they have for our family, for, for their nieces and nephews and their sisters and brother-in-laws. Lord, I pray that you would bless them abundantly. Bless their house. And Lord God, and bless all of our homes in Jesus' name. Amen. But well, we almost made it last night to midnight, Julie and I. But we've been dealing with, Julie's been dealing with a little bit of cold. So keep her in your prayers. We didn't quite make it to midnight <clears throat> last night, <clears throat> but we had a great time. 
I don't know about you, but I'm glad, you know, that 2022 is done and gone. I mean, 2022 was a crazy year. I mean, it had its highs and it had its lows. I mean, we, I mean, we went through, we battled all kinds of things coming into 22, I mean, right from the get-go. But you know what? God is so good and he is so faithful that Lord God, each one of us is here still today. And God has saw us through all those woes and all those hardships. He's brought us through every stinking one of them. So even though it might not have been a great year in that aspect, but it was a great year in God because what God's done in our lives was, was pretty amazing in 2022. So praise God. I'm glad it's done. <clears throat> I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad we're entering into a new year. I'm glad that everybody is still here and that we're one year closer to Jesus' return. Amen? We're one year closer to Jesus' return. <clears throat> and looking forward to what God is going to do in 2023. <clears throat> And to give you some encouragement for 2023, I would have to say this, that what the Lord was just speaking to me about was just be prepared. Be prepared for anything in 2023. Be prepared for anything in 2023. Amen? Get yourself in order. Get your house in order. Be ready. It reminds me of a time that when I served in the military. And we were always prepared. You know, for those three years that I served in the services, we always had to be prepared to be deployed anywhere within the world within 24 hours. That's one of the big things about the 82nd Airborne Division. Is that you were able to be deployed Anywhere within the world in 24 hours. So you, it reminds me when God says just be prepared. It's a huge thing when you become, when you're prepared. Amen. I'm so far off my notes just so you know. But, but when you are prepared, what does that mean? That means things don't get you, they don't catch you by surprise. They don't catch you off guard. They don't come up behind you and sucker punch you because you're prepared and you're ready. Amen? I felt like in the beginning of 2022 that we got sucker punched a few times by the enemy. Right? But God always saw us through. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> If you have your Bibles, I didn't give Joe these scriptures yet, but I'm going to right now. But 1 Thessalonians, Joe, chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. It says, basically, it says to be alert and self-controlled. Because when you're alert, you can see what's coming. And you can prepare yourself. Amen?
<clears throat> when you're alert, when you're awake, you can get some kind of advance warning. And when you have self-control, then you kind of keep your wits about yourself, right? You don't act all crazy and you don't make bad decisions when you have self-control. You know, have you ever been caught off guard and you've made bad decisions and you kind of don't know what to do or what to say or, or where to go or where to turn? And you kind of you're like, like a deer in the headlights kind of look, you know what I mean? Like, oh boy, I shouldn't be in the middle of the road right about now. You don't want to make rash decisions. Because what's coming upon this earth is all right there in your Bible. But in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, it says this, Now, brothers, and about the times and the dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains and on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day shouldn't surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert, alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer Wrath. I want you to underline that if you have your Bibles or make a note of that. Mentally make a note of that because that is so important. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath. Okay, next verse. We'll keep going to 11. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. That is what we are doing here in this place. Every time you come here on Sunday, we are encouraging you and building you up. This is a house of encouragement. This is a house of worship. This is a house of prayer. This is the house where the living God is. Amen? Amen? And he's not only here in this building, but he's there right inside each one of you. And when there are two or more gathered, his presence is with you. Amen? Amen. Remember that. Wherever you go, God goes. Whatever you do, God sees. So be careful what you do. Because there is nothing hidden underneath the son that God doesn't know about. Amen? So always, always remember that God is with you. And remember, 
God did not point us to wrath. Do you know that wrath is in the Bible? It's in the last book of Revelation, where God and Jesus, they pour out their wrath. But the wrath that they're talking about here is the wrath of God, of the fallen angels that have fallen and sinned against God and Satan himself. That's who wrath is appointed for. Amen. It's never meant for you or for me. It's never meant for us. It's for God's fallen angels, his demons. It's for Satan's horde of angels and demons. It was never for us or God's angels. So in 2023, be prepared. Be ready for anything. I wrote down here, we could be in World War III. There could be crazy weather events. One world currencies, economic woes, one world order, one world religion, rumors of wars and, and of... Um, Rumors of wars and wars, famines, earthquakes, pestilence, plagues, asteroids, CME, solar flares, Planet X, Nibiru, tsunamis, volcanoes, pole shifts, continental, continental breakup. Who knows? Everything could happen at any time, <clears throat> so be prepared. And I don't have to be a prophet to tell you that all this stuff is going to happen because it's right there in the Bible. If you read your Bible, you know that these things are coming upon the earth. Just read it in Matthew chapter 24 and Luke chapter 21. Jesus tells us all about what's coming upon the earth. But if we're prepared and we're ready for all of this stuff, guess what? We're not going to be caught off guard. We're going to be ready. Amen? And the biggest thing to do about getting ready is getting your heart right with God. Right? We want to be in right standing when God comes. Because we don't know when he's going to come. And we don't know when our last day is going to be. Or when we take our last breath. We don't know when that's going to be. But we do know this. That Jesus is coming. Right? We do know that all these things are birth pains that the Bible has talked about, and, it's, and, and Jesus has told us about in advance. Jesus tells us about all this stuff in advance so that we can be ready, so that we can be mentally prepared. For when these things come upon us, they don't take us by surprise. So we can have self-control. So we're not trusting in somebody else or, or anything else, but we're trusting in God himself, amen? We're trusting in God who all our hope is in, is in Jesus Christ. He went to the cross, he died for us so that we could live with him forever. Amen? He did not appoint any of us to wrath. That's for Satan and his demons, right? And, the fallen, and, and those fallen angels that Satan led astray, that fell from heaven. He didn't appoint one of us to wrath. But God wants us to be prepared, and he wants us to be alert about what's going to happen upon the earth. And all those things that I said could happen. Some of them are going to happen. They're going to happen. It's in the Bible. The Bible's never wrong. 
It's never been wrong. The Bible's been around for 6,000 years. Every prophecy of the Bible has come to pass. Almost. Almost. Every one. So, if the Bible says it, then you can pretty much bank on it. It's going to happen. And I'm not prophesying about it. I don't know if it'll happen in 2023 or 2024 or 2025. Nobody knows when it's going to be. It's like what Paul said concerning the times. Who cares about the times? We should be ready at all times. Right? Are you ready? Are you ready? If Jesus came today, are you ready? That's right. We got to be ready at all times. The book of Revelation talks about all this stuff. You can look at it through the seals, the trumpets, the bowls. You know what's great about this? When we're ready, we're not going to see the real bad stuff that's going to happen to the earth. Because Jesus is going to come down, right? And I still have it in my Bible. I haven't gotten rid of it. I still got it in here. It's called a ticket. I got me the ticket. I got me the ticket for the rapture right here. It's one admission. Amen? So I've got this and I've kept it in my Bible and I'm going to keep it there. Because when that day comes, I'm going to come up to the Lord and say, Oh no, Jesus, I got my ticket. Right here. One admission into the kingdom of heaven is because I know your son, Jesus Christ. And that I believed in his testimony. Do you know what the testimony of Jesus is? You little kids, do you know what the testimony of Jesus is? No? That Jesus died on a cross. That he took the weight of the sin of the whole world upon him. That was from us. And he took it to the cross. And he died on the cross. Right? And they buried him in a tomb. And for three days, he was in the tomb dead. And it says those three days he was in hell and he took the keys of hell. Right from Satan. And he said that not only did he take him from Satan, but he made a public spectacle of him down there. Because Jesus is God. Right? Nothing can hold God back. God can do all things. Right? And he rose again on the third day. The angels came down from heaven and they literally rolled the tombstone away. And back then, I don't know the way they used to bury people in the, in the Jewish days, is they'd roll a really big round stone over the hole of the grave. And angels came down and they rolled that stone back. And do you know that it says in the Bible that the Roman soldiers, there was Roman soldiers that were around the tomb at that time, and they put seals over the stone so that the stone wouldn't be moved. And there were soldiers guarding the tomb of Jesus. And you know what happened when the angels came down? Those soldiers were afraid. They were afraid and they trembled and they hid. 
because they saw an angel of God came down from heaven and he broke the seals off the tombstone and he rolled it back and out came Jesus. And it says that over 500 people saw Jesus alive. He went to his disciples. He saw the women first. And they came back and they, they, told, they told the 12 disciples, we saw Jesus, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. And they thought they were crazy. Crazy women. Right? Women are kind of crazy. Especially when they get excited. Can you imagine if you, if you were with Jesus and all of a sudden you saw Jesus alive? He was dead. You saw him buried. He was put in a tomb. Can you imagine that? And all of a sudden, bam, he's right there. He's alive. They came running back to tell the rest of the disciples that Jesus is alive. And they thought they were crazy. But then Jesus appeared to them. That is the testimony of Jesus. That he died for us. That he rose again on the third day. And all we have to do is believe it in our hearts. Believe it in our hearts. It says that we need to believe in our hearts. And don't doubt it. Because one day we will rise with him. Whether alive or dead in the grave. Whether, whether grandma and grandpa and, or you, we go to the grave and we die someday. Guess what? We're not going to ever stay there. Our spirit's going to rise with Jesus. We will be with him. It says the dead in Christ will rise first. Right? And then we will be caught up with them in the sky for those that are still alive. That's the promise we have. That's how great God is. That he loves us so much that God sent his one and only son for us to die. That's the testimony of Jesus. And you know what? His blood cries out. And his blood is for all of us. His blood was shed for all of us. For over 2,000 years, his blood is still cleansing. And his blood will cleanse until the day he returns again as a king. As a king. Jesus is coming back as a king on a white horse with all of his armor on, ready for war. Ready for battle to defeat Satan. Once and for all, and he's going to. He's already defeated him. Satan's just trying to raise his stupid little head up again. But guess what? He's defeated foe. Jesus is going to bind him up. He's not even going to bind him up. He's going to have his angels bind him up and cast him into the fiery pit where there is wrath. And you know, I heard a pastor say today that you know that hell, when you go into hell, that people are going to be in there, and they're going to be gnawing on their tongue. Gnawing on their tongues. Have you ever bit your tongue? Have you ever bit your tongue? Yeah. Hasn't it hurt? Ollie, Jackson, have you ever bit your tongue? Yeah. Doesn't it hurt? Yeah. It hurts terribly bad, doesn't it? Can you imagine being in a place... That's so painful, so painful that you gnaw 
on your tongue for relief. Can you imagine? That's what hell is like. That's what hell is. That you chew on your tongue for relief of all the pains and torture. And guess what? For those that believe the testimony of Jesus and believe it in their hearts, we're not appointed for wrath. Amen? We're appointed to live forever with Him. Eternity in heaven. Amen? Now, I would rather have that than gnawing on my tongue any day, of, any day of the week. And I would rather be like, oh, like they say about pre-trib, because I'm all about pre-trib. That means that God's going to come down and rapture us and bring us up out of here before all this stuff takes place that the Bible tells us about. And they can say, oh, well, you're, you're an escapee. I said, you're right, I'm an escapee. Who wouldn't want to escape all that stuff? Right? In the tribulation, it says that men and women, men are going to hide. Great men and kings are going to hide in the caves, and they're going to wish that the rocks would fall on them and kill them. That they're not going to be able to die. Because of the glory of God is so powerful and strong, they're going to try to hide themselves from God. But yet they don't turn to God. Yeah, I want to escape all of that. I want to escape the earthquakes. I want to escape all the famines. I want to escape all of that. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be appointed for wrath. I want to be prepared mentally and physically for the day of Jesus' return. Amen? And that's what we need to be prepared for. We all need to be prepared for Jesus' return, mentally and physically and spiritually. The most important thing, because Jesus is coming back, and we're one year closer, and the way everything's going in the world right now, and the way everything looks, he could be here tomorrow. He could be here right now. He could be here this very moment. Any second he could return, and we could be caught up with him. So are we prepared? Amen? Are you prepared? We need to be prepared. Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God, I just thank you and praise you for this day. I thank you for all those that are here. I pray that you would bless them. I thank you that we are starting out the year right in your house in worship and praise. Lord, we want to give you honor and glory in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, for all your blessings. I thank you for a new year. Help us to be prepared for your coming. And I praise you and thank you for this day in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody is tired. We've had a long night. I can see it. Amen. Amen.